This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 83, and we are assessing the Cubs starting pitching. Don't forget to download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, of course, on Facebook, or email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy Sunday. How the heck are you? We got two games into the World Series. Two games into the World Series, one exciting game, one boring game. But, uh, hey, well, you know, it wasn't boring game. It really wasn't, you know, until the end. Um, so, you know, the postseason baseball has been fun. And, uh, like I said, just kind of kind of been watching and, and seeing what, you know, this is just a, a crazy World Series matchup. And, and I, like I said, I figured it would go six. We'll see what happens, though. Yeah, we'll figure. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think uh, Arizona could easily be up two games or Arizona could easily be up two games to none. The D-backs cutting back to Arizona. But we'll get we'll get into that in a few more minutes, how we got to where we are right now. But let's uh, let's start in this uh, first part of the podcast talking about the uh, starting pitching. You know, the last couple podcasts, we reviewed the uh, infield. We reviewed the outfield on the last pod. And now we're at the starting pitching. Yeah, you know, when we were looking at all of those, we, you know, originally we were looking at WAR. It, it, it you know, it's a, st- it's a stat that measures players and their value in all regards. But when you talk about pitching, sometimes you look at some other numbers too, and that's what we kind of did here. Now, looking at WAR compared to the other thirty teams in MLB, when you're talking about starting pitching, the Cubs started starting pitching this year ranked twentieth out of thirty-two teams. Dustin. That's a drop compared to 2022 when they actually finished 12th out of 30 teams. Now, 11 different pitchers started for the Cubs in 2023, although out of those 11, two were used as openers. So they didn't use a lot of pitching, so to speak. Justin Steele pitched 30 games, Tyone 29, Stroman 25, Hendricks 24, Smiley 23, Wisniewski 11, Assad 10, Wick 7. Caleb Killian was a fill-in starter for one game. And then Michael Fulmer and Jose Quas started games, but as openers. And we'll talk about that momentarily. So, you know, when we walked out of uh, opening day, when it was opening day, the five starters that the Cubs had with Hendricks on the IL was uh, Stroman was the opening day starter, followed by Justin Steele, Jamison Tyone, Drew Smiley, and Hayden Wesniski. Um, but, but, for the sake of this podcast, we really focused on the five guys that started the most games so far this year. And Dustin, you know, there really was, if you want to talk about one of the great stories of the Cubs season, it had to have been Justin Steele. Um, I remember, you know, when we started talking at the beginning of the year, we had um, Stuart McVicker on talking about, um, you know, he had an event with Justin Steele in April. And I remember saying, you know, boy, this is a pretty good priced event for a guy that could potentially be a Cy Young contender. And 
you know, Steele got started his amazing run in the second half of 2022, and he kept that momentum in 2023, Dustin. He went 16 and five with a 3.06 ERA. He was the ace of the staff, and he made his first All Star game this season. What a fun year for Justin! Yeah, he was clearly the ace, no doubt about that. It's also cool to have a have a left-handed ace. That's also really cool. Um, had a really great start, you know, kind of wore down a little bit towards the end, but that's understandable considering the fact that he had never done as much as he had done did, but uh, uh, looks like he walked off the field healthy and I'm sure he's already in his throwing program. So I expect uh, good things heading into the uh, 24 season. Yeah. And the thing about Justin Steele is that he was a hundred percent consistent and I know he's probably not going to win the Cy Young no, um, but, he's, not but gonna, when, he's not gonna win this I am. No. When you look to. at his numbers though, Dustin, he never really was bad for any month of the season nope. compared to Blake Snell, who is probably going to win the Cy Young, where Blake Snell started bad the first couple of months, but then absolutely rolled it after that. Um, Justin went four and in April with two no decisions. He was two and two with May with two no decisions. He was on the IL in June with that forearm strain, like everybody else seemed to have. Um, but he went three and zero in the three games that he started. Two and one in four games starts in July with one no decision. In August he went four and zero with two no decisions, and September he went one and two with two no decisions. He was nine and two before the All Star game, Dustin, and seven and three post All Star game. So again, pretty consistent. His his case uh, per nine innings was nine point one four. So he struck out on average, like I said, nine point one four batters per nine innings. His walks were one point eight seven, and his home run per nine innings was 0.73. So I mean, his numbers were great. It's just amazing to see what he can do with. I mean, he's mainly a two pitch pitcher, a fastball and a slider. Uh, but like you said, Dustin, you know, in September he had a couple starts, two starts that he gave up six runs. Um, he threw 173 innings compared to 119 in 2022. That's a big talking, jump. That, that's a yeah. big, that's a big, that's a big, big jump. So, you know, I hope, you know, he's kind of just taking it easy this off season and ready to go. That's the one thing that does scare you is that when you are in a postseason run, you know what I mean? The only time I ever remember, remember Steven Strasburg, they shut him down when they're in the middle of a pennant run and they didn't make it. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't happen often. And, 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 you know, I mean, you can't just sit there and say, well, you know, we're going to usually, you know, Strasburg had his history of arm problems, but, uh, with Steele, you know, you had to keep riding him. And so hopefully he, he is going to keep riding that momentum in 2024 and become one of the, uh, premier starters in the game. Right. He's definitely not somebody you have to worry about. I think we, uh, just want him to keep getting better each, each year. So no, no worries about him, no problems with him. I, I have all the confidence in the world of giving Justin Steele the ball on opening day next season. Right. Now the guy that took the opening day start this year, Marcus Stroman was in his second year of a three-year deal. Stroman had some injuries in 2022, but like a lot of the Cubs staff, he finished strong in the second half of 2022. In 2023, he went 10 and 9 with an ERA of 3.95. He also made the All-Star team for the NL along with Justin Steele and Dansby Swanson, but like Dansby, he did not attend. For Stroh, it was like two completely different seasons. And remember, Dustin, he was throwing really well. He just didn't have a lot of run support. He went two and two in March and April with two no decisions, three and two in May with one no decision, four and one in June. But that loss was in that in June was in that St. Louis game in London where Trey Mancini made a big error and then he left 
with a blister. That game marked the turning point of the season for Stroh. In April, Dustin, he had an ERA of 276. May, he had an ERA of 287. June was his best month with an ERA of 217. But, you know, this is where things fall apart. I mean, people were talking about uh, Stroman starting the All-Star game. If there, people was talk, there, was, there was talk of that. Yeah, he, that, he yeah. was he was phenomenal in the first mm-hmm. half. He was. And we talked about whether or not we wanted him to do it because we wanted him to stay fresh, right? What's the right thing to do? Do you go out there? Do you tip the cap to the fans? Did you want him to start? You know, all that stuff was a thing. It was a real thing. And, and, and the buzz was getting loud. Should the Cubs extend him, or should they have extended him in the in the off season? You know, because he was talking. You know, yeah, I'm gonna. I want to be here. Talk about opt outs and all this stuff. But July is when things fell apart. He went one and three with two no decisions, Dustin, and an ERA of 9.11. He would then go on the IL on August 2nd with right hip inflammation. He was about to come off, but then got a rib injury while he was kind of rehabbing. That lengthened his stay on the IL and finally came off on September 15th. He pitched two games out of the pen and had two more inefficient starts. He was nine and six pre All Star game with a 296 ERA and one in three post all-star game with an ERA of 863. Uh, his strikeouts per nine innings was 7.84. His walks uh, per nine inning was 3.42 and his home runs per nine inning was 0.83. Like I said, it looked like he was going to go opt out of that final year of his contract, but now there's, I think there's a little doubt he'll be back in 2023. Um, that's $20 million plus that, you know, he's going to command this year. And I, like I said, I don't see him opting out. There's no way. I He's would be shocked. I mean, Crowley, that one might be one of the biggest upsets. If he if he does not come back, that that would blow me away. Absolutely blow me away. But then it's basically, listen, he's going to be motivated, right? He he is going to be extra motivated on that one year deal. So I don't think it's the worst. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Um, no. So I, I can live with that. And and he doesn't. Ha- and the other good news, Crowley, is that he doesn't have to be the ace. He doesn't nope. have to be the ace of this staff for the Cubs to be good, but he needs to be there. He needs to show up. He needs to stay healthy, all those kinds of things, but he doesn't have to be the ace. Right. You know, and, 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 and he, you know, if you, if we can get that first half Stroman again, you'll take that, you know, as long as he can ride that, that was, that was a, like I said, just really, I think people forget how good he was that first half. Yeah. Maybe that's um, a thing. First half Stroman. Well, I'll tell you who didn't have a good first half was Jamison Tyone. He was the, <laughs> He was the Cubs' big free agent pitching pickup this off last offseason, signing a four-year, $68 million contract. Uh, unfortunately, he got off to an abysmal start. He finished the season with a record of 8-10 and 10 with a 484 ERA. But, Dustin, he went 0-2 in April with one decision and a 450 ERA. Not bad. He went 0-1 in May with four no decisions and a 1090 ERA. He didn't win his first game until June. Okay. He didn't win his first game until June. He went two and three in June with a 560 ERA. But like Stroman, Tyone season turned around in July. But for JMO, it was the positive direction. He went three and oh with two no decisions and a 267 ERA in July, two and three with one no decision and a 523 ERA in August. And um, he went one and one with four with four no decisions in September with a 276 ERA. So pre All Star game, Dustin, he was three and six with a 615 ERA, and five and four post All Star game with an ERA of 370. Now his K per nines was 8.16, walks per nine 2.39, but his home runs per nine inning was 1.57. There There's the stat. There's the stat, Crowley. That was the one that bit him. Yep, that was the worst of his career. 
Um, so the big hope for the Cub fans is that J-Mo is able to build on the second half and come out strong in 2024. I mean, obviously, there's no one more disappointed in that season than, than J-Mo himself, you know, and I've met him. Well, that's the key. That See, there you go. You nailed it. He, you could tell he wasn't being a jerk about it. He, he owned up to it. He knows, you know, what he did wrong. I believe in Tommy Hadovy. I believe Jamison Tyone wants to be the best version of himself. Let's just hope that it's uh, more like the second half and less like the first half. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, and and you know again, a lot of players struggle at Wrigley their first season. I can't quantify it. There's no data I can give you for it, other than just to say it happens. Um, and it happened, I will, <laughs> right? It happened, and and like I said, I'm hoping that he comes back a lot stronger this season. I know he's going to have something to prove. Um, someone who does have something to prove as well is Drew Smiley, like Steele. Well, another guy, another guy. First half, fantastic, right? Right. You know, that exactly. You know, the, it was uh, smiley went 11 and 11 with a five ERA. And by the end of the season, he lost his place in the rotation. Dustin, he went two and one in April with two, no decisions and a three twenty one ERA. I went to the game on April 21st when he was pitching a perfect game into the eighth inning. And, uh, remember he collided with Jan Gomes on a little squibber that went yeah, in between yeah. the pitcher and the catcher. And, Oh my God. In May, he went three and one with no decision. But June is where the problem started. He went two and three, but his ERA jumped from 309 in May to 581 in June. July was even worse. He went one and two with no decision with uh two no decisions and a 665 ERA. So the ERA just keeps going up and up. And then in August, the Cubs tried to fix them. Twice they used a starter for two of the games that he would have started. Uh that's where you had Quas, and that's where you had um I can't forget who the other one was, but you had two openers kind of go in there and it just didn't help. And so now all of a sudden he gives, after giving up seven runs to the Tigers on August 22nd, he lost his role and he would pitch out of the bullpen for the rest of the season. He went seven and six pre all-star game with a 421 in ERA and four, four and five post all-star game with an ERA of 652. His Ks per nine inning, 8.92. His walks per nine, 3.54. And his home runs per nine inning was 1.64. Dustin, the question we really got to ask with Smiley, do you think he'll have an opportunity to be a starter? Or do you think the Cubs are just going to say right away, hey, you know what, we just want you out of the pen? I believe it's a guy out of the pen. But the good news with him is he can do both, right? And he's willing to do both. Um, I think he's only your top five to start the season. If something goes terribly wrong in spring training, somebody gets hurt, right? Right. Yep. He's a, he's, he's a guy that you can easily put in there. He has the experience. I just, you know, I wonder what the plans are for him going forward. What's um, his contract another, situation right now, Crowley? I forget. You know, that's going to be, yet? yeah, he's going to be with, I believe it's a player's option for him. So he's definitely, it's his choice. My guess is, yeah. Um, he's going to want to be, you know, exercise that and be back with the Cubs for one more year. Yeah. It makes um, sense. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking a look at his contract right now and it is, he's signed for next year. So it's a $10 million salary. 
And then it's a mutual option. Both have to agree in 2025 for another 10 million. Oh, geez. Wow. Okay. So one more year for sure. I, I knew he had one more year for sure. And then next, the following 2025, it's mutual. So both have to agree on it. But, you know, speaking of contract situations, Kyle Hendricks is another guy that he wasn't on the opening day rotation for the first time since probably what, 2014, 20, yeah, 2014, 20, yeah. Yeah, long time. I mean, if you think about it, almost a decade, uh, he was recovering from a right shoulder strain that ended his season on July 6, 2022. He went six and eight with a 374 ERA. He returned to the Cubs on May 25th. And in his fourth start, he nearly threw a no hitter going eight innings and giving up only one hit to the giants. Hendo went three and two in June with the 251 ERA in July, one and two with three no decisions and a 404 ERA. And in August, one and two with three no decisions and a 409 ERA. Went one and one with three no decisions in ERA with a 439 ERA. But when you look at it, Dustin, the amount of no decisions that he had, he kept you in games. Yep. That yep. was that was the key there. And when you take a look at his home runs per nine innings, he only gave up 0.85, which was the best since 2016. So the Cubs hold the player option for 2024, and we've heard various things. We heard that for sure the you know it sounded like with Jed and Tom they were talking about picking up that option. We also heard the rumor with uh, you know about him possibly getting an extension for two years, and if he did that, you know at a lower AAV. So and you know that that might work for the Cubs and for Hendricks. We'll see what happens, but you know more than anything, and I and I think every you know you need depth. And, and that's, it's just the thing about Hendricks that's interesting is you also do have a lot of young players that are bubbling up and, you know, it, there's not a lot of spots as far as rotation spots as, you know, see what happens, but I'm, I'm very curious to, to see how this goes with Hendo. Right. And I think that obviously this is something that they're working on. That's going to be, that's going to be team friendly, right? That that's what's going on here. He doesn't want to leave. They want him to stick around. And again, those kind of numbers for your fourth or fifth guy, you, you, you'd be fine with that. That That's good. And his experience to help the, some of the young guys, because there are going to be a lot of young guys that we're going to talk about next that could definitely learn from him. And I think he's the type of guy that has no problem sharing his knowledge. Right. Now, three other pitchers that we need to talk about. Hayden Wesniski made a certain amount. of uh, He was phenomenal when he came up in September of 2022 in spring training. I watched him. He was phenomenal. He won the fifth starter spot, but he struggled and he eventually lost his spot in the rotation. He started 11 games five in April, three in May, and two in June. He would make one more start the rest of the season. But I don't know. Something was off. The slider wasn't sliding like it normally did. And, you know, hopefully pitchers are going to have ups and downs. I think people forget that Greg Maddox was not an all-star Hall of Famer when he first his first couple of years. He had his struggles as well. That's going to happen. Hopefully he can turn it around. One guy, Dustin, that impressed both of us was Javier Assad. Yeah. He really turned the heads in the WBC Struggled a little bit in the bullpen to start the season, spent April and May going back and forth between Iowa. But after May 24th, he stayed with the team the rest of the year. And when Stroman went on the IL, it was Assad who stepped up and took his spot. He started five games in August and was 2-0 with a 2.48 ERA and made four starts in September and was 1-0 with three no decisions. Keeping the team in it, just, you know, the, the offense kind of let him down a few times. But Assad was, you know, when you talk about swingmen, as far as Smiley is concerned, uh, you know, Drew. I think that Javier Assad is just would just be a great swingman, and and I was really impressed with everything he did this year. Yeah, he did a lot of good stuff. We saw him in the World Baseball Classic, right? We both got really excited. Uh, it didn't 
follow immediately, but then it looked uh, in the second half of the season like he had uh, figured some things out. Obviously, he's not a selfish guy. He's willing to start. He's willing to come out of the bullpen, whatever they needed him to do. So you got to like that ability to do those kinds of things. Right. So Jordan Wicks was called up on August 26th, the Cubs 2021 first round pick. He made six starts, went three and one with two, no decisions. And so Dustin, that, you know, that leaves us with this rotation that we're looking at that I think for sure you can write down three names and that's Justin Steele, Marcus Stroman, and uh, Jamison Tyone. It's those other two spots that become interesting. And the, you know, if the Cubs are going to take the next step and, and you see it so much in this postseason, it's pitching. That's what, that's what, that's what matters. It's the regular season is so different from the postseason. in the postseason, you can really go with just three starters, you know, and then kind of mix and match a postseason. but those three starters, Dustin, they need to be studs. And, you know, I'm, I'm very curious if the Cubs are going to go for a, Front end starter as far as on their wish list. And we'll talk about that when the, you know, when the postseason's over and looking at what's official, available. And all yeah, that we have stuff. official who's available. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's interesting. Like, do you do you do you go out and buy that top end guy? And is is that top end guy even available? Right. Cause for me, I don't know if the Cubs to me truly, truly have a number one, like a bona fide, no questions asked number one. Could you make the argument for Steele? hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, but let's remember that this was one phenomenal season. Okay. Right. Yep. He's going to have to come back and prove that that wasn't a fluke. Um, and I believe that he will do that, but either way you need two reliable aces. And I think right now, I don't know if the Cubs have that. So let's say you do get a front end starter, right? Then you have, you have that, that would be the free agent starter. You'd have steel. That's four. So now you have one spot left. Okay. And so, you know, you got Kyle Hendricks, you have, and and you're going to want to give these young guys an opportunity, Dustin. We have a lot of pitchers. We talked about Wicks. We talked about Assad. We talked about Wisniski. Don't forget Caleb Killian. Ben Brown got a little bit injured at the end of the year and wasn't able to go. There's a lot of guys that are really bubbling up. And the question, and, and when I look back at Kyle Hendricks, I understand it's team friendly. I understand what he brings to the table. There's no one that would love Kyle to come back more than me. I'm staring at his picture right now in my man cave. <laughs> sounds weird, but I got a wall of World Series yeah. pictures up. Um, but I just wonder if that's something they could do. If, if they don't get that front-end starter, then absolutely I see Kyle Hendricks coming back. If they do not get a front-end starter, then I don't know if that if it's going to be as easy as we think it is to bring Kyle back. Yeah, it's good. You know, these are good. These are good problems, though, right? These are yeah. good problems for the Cubs to have. You know, they always say you can't have enough good pitching, and the Cubs have a lot of good pitching. And I agree with you; they might not have great, but they do have a lot of good. And financially, Crowley, if the right guy is available, they have the opportunity to get great if that person is out there. 